Reese, Bibbs, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am one half of your host, Mind of Reese, aka Reese Williams, Mind of Reese on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Joined as always by my brother Bibbs, uh, aka Bibbs Corner on Twitter. Uh, you may know him as Optimus Bibbs as well, his alter ego. He's not Optimus Bibbs, his alter ego is Optimus Bibbs. Kind of like a Green Goblin situation, you know. Uh, Bibbs, uh, how was your week? Uh, you know, Christmas coming up. You feeling in the you in the holiday spirit or not it's, at all? It's real gift card season. I kind of forgot Christmas existed at some point this week. <laughs> like it was on my mind for a while, and then it was just like, oh snap, that's next week. So my sister's yeah. trying to do the little secret Santa thing, but she did the drawing herself, and I got her. And then she was like, "Oh, I got to do it again." And then she, I got her again, so I'm kind of suspicious because she, she has complimented my gift giving prowess in the past. So I feel like she's trying to make sure she got the right person for herself. But it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I wasn't really planning on uh, doing too many gifts. Uh, I got my lady a gift, and then I got a text from my store manager while I was off one day and was like, "Hey, you want to be a part of Secret Santa?" And I was like, I don't want to be the dick that says no. <laughs> like, I don't want to be the only person like, nah, I don't want to get y'all shit and everybody else doing it. Right. So I said, all right, cool, I'll do it. And in my head, I was like, please give me somebody that I actually give a fuck about. And I did. I got, okay. I got another right. one of them. I got another one of the managers. It's okay, easy cool. because I know she's a Raiders fan. So I got her um, a Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, license plate cover to go on okay. the car. So the thing was, uh, was it? it was like uh, no more than twenty dollars to spend. So gotcha. I'm like, cool. Yeah. 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 I see. I I always am um, weird about that because I did a a, a work secret Santa, mm-hmm. and I want to say like me and another guy like joined it late because I was trying to be a good coworker, and so we knew we had each other, and we did similar things. Like I got him. So I, like you, it was like a fifteen dollar max or something like that. And I used the whole $15, first of all. And I got him like a nice, like thermal cup type of thing, like the, okay. with the insulation, the, the hot cold. Yeah, yeah, the hot cold. And then with the rest, I got like some extra pins and like small stuff to make up the full 15. And he got me like a little plastic, like a regular, like plastic cup, the one with the straw in it type of thing. And I was like, this cost you a dollar, my G. Like, <laughs> come on, son. <laughs> Like, he had no logo on it. Or it was just oh, a clear man. cup. The thing was, I had to order that license plate off of Amazon because mm-hmm. I went on and I, and I went on Fanatics, which is basically like, you know, if you go yeah. on NFL Shop, NBA store, you go on Fanatics, it's the same stuff. Right. So I went on NFL Shop. I'm at Fanatics. Same thing. Whatever. Uh, went under Las Vegas Raiders, went under accessories. And I'm looking at all this stuff. They got the tumblers, you know, the cups and stuff. She's like 30, 40, 50 dollars. I said, Whoa, I ain't going over 20, <laughs> baby. Like, <laughs> let me see what Amazon got. You feel me? So, yeah, Amazon. Shout out to. No, I'm not shouting out Amazon. They're not sponsoring. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Twitter Blue. Don't even. Don't do that. Don't do that. I called them out today because I had posted a tweet. And, like, you know how it gives you, like, the little countdown or whatever. 
and I hit undo, but I knew it was close because it was about to send and I hit undo and it like went back to like where I was typing. And so right. I added, I added some more to it and sent the tweet. And when I did that, I saw I had likes on the initial partial tweet I had sent out. And I was like, how in the world did that just happen? Cause now, now I got two tweets out there on the, on one tweet attempt. So I was like, what's, what's going on with that Twitter blue? So, so now I had to, I had to get, I had to find a way to throw it back at him a little bit. I mean, it's still in the early stages. It's going to be some hiccups, you know, just you got to give them some time to get it together. If you say but, so. Uh, yeah, if I say so. But speaking of things in early stages and have to get things together, uh, Mavericks had a pretty rough week. Thought it was looking good coming into this week, but it did not turn out that way. Uh, started off well, the week started off with the OKC win, but we talked about that last episode. So we will be covering the win over the Charlotte Hornets, which we got at home 120 to 96. Uh, not much to really say about this. Charlotte was shorthanded, to say the least, even though they did get Terry Rozier back this game. Um, Dallas came in, showed up, did what they were supposed to do. KP with a, a hell of a game, 24 points, 13 rebounds, 5 blocks. Uh, Dorian stepped up uh, in the absence of Luka Doncic, putting up 15 points. Not normal for him, but, you know, we'll take it. Wish he could do those things when Luka is around, but, hey, it is what it is. Uh, even Reggie Bullock came out and had nine points, which cost me money. I took the under at eight and a half. He had eight points. Why are you betting against your team? Ended, because, look, if it's the only people I bet on for Mavs games are KP when Luka is out. Dwight Powell and Reggie Bullock. And when I bet on Dwight Powell and Reggie Bullock, I bet the under every time. I would have won, bro. I would have won. He was at eight points. I bet the under at eight and a half. But we got that goddamn technical free throw at the end of the fucking game. And Jason Kidd decided to let him shoot it. So you let <clears throat> Reggie Bullock make you mad with his actual play. And you let him make you mad financially. Like, that's, that's, that's rough. That's really rough. Reggie Bullock with nine points. Jalen Brunson came in with 13 points, eight assists, you know, uh, him actually making passes that result in buckets, uh, kind of like his high school mixtape that came out. I'm not sure where that Jalen Brunson went, but we'll love to have him back. Tim Hardaway Jr. off the bench with 19 points and four assists and Trey Burke off the bench with 22 points, three rebounds, six assists. And not to be forgotten, Josh Green with seven points. Six rebounds and two assists as well. Uh, shout out Moses Brown with four points and six rebounds. Uh, just just so you know, Moses Brown played eight minutes and 57 seconds, came away with 4.6 rebounds. Dwight Powell played seven minutes, 51 seconds, came away with two rebounds the entire game. No points. Just wanted to point that out. Thoughts on this game, if you have any. This game pretty much was over from the start. Uh, yeah. We were up 37 to 20 in the first quarter. KP had 14 points in the first quarter. Burke had 10 points in under four minutes in that first quarter. So, like, from the jump, it was ugly. Uh, I think we were six for eight from three in the first quarter, which I think might be more threes than we made, like, in one of the, those prior games. They adjusted so, to the ball. That, that, that was the tweet I had sent out. <laughs> so, uh, so we did uh, i think I, t I posted the uh the kamala harris we did it joe at tomorrow q and i was like i said we did it <laughs> we adjusted to the ball um josh green got a nice lob from thj in the second quarter it was 70 to 43 at the half 
Uh, we actually were up 30, 70 to 40 before they hit like a late three to, to cut it in, cut it short. So again, we were up 30, uh, but KP 22 and 10 at the half, which I believe is his second 2010 half of his uh, career. So he was dominant in that mm-hmm. first half of the game. They, I mean, they didn't have anybody that could mess with him. Yeah. So he did what he was supposed to do, right? I'm, what you say, you're not going to applaud a fish for swimming? I'm, I'm not going to applaud a, a cheetah for running. So uh, <laughs> we had 11 straight threes. That's a new one, but I, <laughs> at least it makes sense. <laughs> Charlotte, Charlotte cut the lead to 17 <clears throat> right out of the gate in the third quarter. I was like, I know we're not about to blow this lead. And I said, um, you know, Charlotte is the type of team you can't, like, they're not going to quit. Uh, I, in that Knicks game, they were down big early and came back. Now, I was about Lamella, to say you went to that game, and I think someone said to you, this is a second-half team. Yeah, my friend the whole time was like, eh, we're a second-half team. Our third yeah. quarter, we usually do our thing. And, again, that's kind of we, – we we saw that, but we recovered. We got it done, right? Uh, if they had LaMelo, we would have caught an L because LaMelo is usually leading the charge in those situations, usually mm-hmm. like getting real active with the deflections on defense, getting them in the fast break, and keeping everybody hyped up. So – uh, we took care of business there. That's that's really all. I, I don't have a lot to say about that one. That's that's it. Uh, yeah, same for me. Uh, it was an easy dub. Not much to take away from it. Nothing we didn't already know. It's a game we should have won. We won it handily. Uh, nothing to complain about. And I'm not going to applaud fishes for swimming. Is it fishes or is it fit? Is fish plural? Yes. Okay. Yes. Why you ain't stop me? Why you just let me embarrass myself like that? I didn't know if he was saying it on purpose. Well, you know how I'm not the only one that embarrassed myself. <laughs> Two teams embarrassed themselves on Wednesday, the Dallas Mavericks and the Los Angeles Lakers in a game that went into overtime. But the Lakers came out with the dub over the Mavericks on the road, 107 to 104. Uh, this was a frustrating game to watch, to say the least. On the surface, you would think, oh, wow, 107, 107 to 104 in overtime in this climate. In this climate, come on, bro. That's 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 an overtime game. That's a double overtime game in the eighties. Like, come on, bro. That's that's ridiculous. That should tell you a lot about this game. This was not a great game. It was entertaining and stressful, but yeah, uh, this this was not a great game at all. Dallas, we shot the ball. Pretty terribly, to be honest. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, who shot one of six from three. KP, who shot one of seven from three. Uh, Jalen Brunson shot two of four. But Reggie Bullock, who shot 0 of four from three. Wish he did that in the game prior, so, you know, I'd have been up a few dollars. But anyway, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. shot four for 11 from three. Trey Burke shot 0 for five from three. And to be quite honest, it wasn't just us. Uh... Honestly, the Lakers did shoot a bit better from three, but towards the end of that game, they bricked a lot of open shots that the Mavericks were giving them when our defense was basically collapsing and leaving dudes wide open. And I said to myself, this is not going to last. One of those shots is going to go in, and it's going to be the killer. Now, granted, did not expect Russell Westbrook to hit a contested corner three to tie the game. But that Austin Reeves three on the wing to win them the game was the one. Dude was wide open. I mean, I don't want to get too deep. I don't want to jump ahead. But the fact that Jason Kidd 
was calling for the team to foul. We had a foul to give, and no one could seem to foul. When we constantly send players to the fucking line, we foul any other time on defense. Why can't we foul now intentionally? Uh, like I said, frustrating game, but I think this says more about the Lakers than it does about us. To be honest, uh, a team that was serious would have beaten our ass. Uh, clearly, the Lakers are not that. But uh, thoughts on this game, man. We, I know we talked about it in the space on Wednesday. Probably over talking about this game as I am, but. Yeah, both of these teams are ass. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Malik Monk and Dwight went into protocols right before the game. Not a good sign. Always get worried about playing against a team who just had a couple people go out with protocols. There was some aftermath to that. We'll get into that later. Um, <clears throat> Luca was still out for that game. They announced he was going to be out for the Minnesota game as well before that game. So I was actually glad about that. I, I want Luca to get some extra time off. We don't need him wearing himself down in the middle of the season or early in the season. We, we need him at the end. Like the, the home stretch is where things start to actually matter. Uh, the league is still like all up in the air as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't know who the front runner is right now, to be honest. Maybe the Suns is the only thing I can say. But other than that, nobody's really staked their claim as the, those guys, in my nope. opinion. Um, <clears throat> Another quick start from KP and Brunson in this one. Uh, I made the joke that this was the fraud bowl between KP and AD. I saw and that. <clears throat> KP was killing him early on, to be honest. Um, I think AD ended up stepping it up and putting up a respectable line by the end of the game. He had some good plays that down the stretch. Still got outplayed, though. But, man, that fourth quarter in overtime was so <clears throat> hard to watch. Like, the wide-open shots, everybody was bricking, and they were all making some bullshit. Bad but, basketball. Like, as soon as I said, oh, my God, what is – and it would go in. And then it would be like, oh, we left them wide open, and it would clink. And it, okay, whatever, man. Yeah, it was a couple of those with – I had – it was one of those Timmy shots where I was like, Timmy, what the fucking – oh, okay, all right. Yeah. KP had and there was a couple shot fade away across the lane. Yeah, that I wasn't expecting to go in. Also, I told you this in the space – I see LeBron come up and look down. I said, oh, man, we about to get hit with a la fuck you three, and we about to go home. And he bricks it. And I'm like, this is not a normal game. Yeah, it was so hard to watch. I could, you couldn't follow the flow of it at all. Like, what was supposed to happen was not happening on any possession. It was like, okay. Like, you're mentally, you're like, oh, this is a brick. And then it's in. It's like, okay, I don't know how to react to that. And then you're like, oh, that's that's bucket. And it's a brick. And it's like, okay, whatever. Like I said, Russell Westbrook hitting a contested corner right. three to tie the game. Felt like MVP Westbrook season. That that's not supposed to happen in twenty twenty one. Stuff, man. It was an ugly game. We lost in OT. Nobody deserved to win that game. And like you said, we covered it extensively in the space. We didn't really have a lot to say there, so we could keep it moving. All right. Next game up is the game that took place just well finished just a few hours ago. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves on the road. We lost. 111 to 105 i was at work i did not see this game looking at the box score it looked like some guys performed well but let me cut you off before you get into that i need to explain what occurred because yeah i need you to take the i need you to take the reins that's why i'm like i'm looking at the box scores but look at the box scores a bit deceptive Um, yeah explain this this to me this was an ugly ass game from the jump like every single dribble like both teams it was just goofy like Jalen Brunson was driving in the lane and like just losing the ball for absolutely no reason. Uh, KP and 
Cat were flailing all over the place. Dwight Powell, you know how he do. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt was getting weird fouls. Pat Beverly was flopping all over. It was just the ugliest game. Like to the point where Moses Brown came in, he missed a dunk. He missed a layup. Uh, Jacoy McLaughlin came in for a little while and he was dribbling the ball like it was a balloon. Like, I I don't. (laughs) It was a lot going on, man. Like, it was just so ugly, like, so hard to watch. Like, when I saw Jalen Brunson's stat line after the game, like, if you look at the box score, I was like, nah, that box score is not telling the truth. Jalen Brunson looked like complete buttons in this game. He looked, he did not look like a lead guard at all. Uh, he's fumbling the bag hard for no reason. Um, <clears throat> and then at the same time, through three quarters, we were 30, like the teams combined were 36 for 36 from the free throw line. I was like, we, nothing in this game deserves to be perfect because yeah, I is... took the overs on, uh, <laughs> I took the overs on KP and cat free throws and like KP had like seven or eight of them motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm about to say, I know cat had a bunch of free throws. Yeah. They both had uh... a bunch of free throws. I knew they was going to hit though, because. You know what? Let's, let me not get on get on my bed and shit. You know, I was about to say. I feel like we, <laughs> we, we might need to call one of the gambling like, uh, do an intervention. Like, just let me. I'll, I'll talk to your people about it. We'll set it up. Oh, we, man. Need, we need to go there. But uh, but no. Nah, Dorian Finney Smith got into it with Jared Vanderbilt at one point in the game. I feel like that kind of egged him on into hustling more, like the the DFS that we are used to historically, and that's why he put up a, a, a very respectable stat line. I'll let you get into that in a bit. Uh, THJ was letting that thing fly. Now, at the mm-hmm. end of the game, it was some goofy shit going up. It was not going in. But early in the game, he was hitting them. So it's kind of what you have to deal with with THJ. Uh, it's kind of what we needed in this game to even have it be a game because, like I said, it was ugly. Uh, halfway through the third quarter, might not even have been halfway through, KP disappeared. We got a random alert that his foot is hurt and he was not oh, coming wow. back to the game. So that was exciting. Um what else happened in this game? Let me see if I took any other notes. Oh, before the game. So we got the, there was a huge wave of players that got COVID, right? I yes. think it was KD was player number 71. We probably crossed 80 at some point. This, and that's just this month. Um, <clears throat> and like half these teams are G leagued up right now. Like yeah. so many call-ups this week. Just it's about to be G League team playing on ESPN. So. And it's crazy because they actually are doing the G League showcase on ESPN. It's like, nah, we about to have Christmas Day. We about to get G League showcase. What you talk about? Oh, man. So Reggie Bullock went in the health and safety protocols yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie Collie Star is still out for personal reasons. Luca still out with the ankle. Josh Green and Frank were announced as out due to illness. And Eugene O'Maruri hurt his foot. I actually saw that happen. I was watching the Legends game. He got hurt, like, early in a game. So Eugene O'Maruri was out, and it was like, man, like, this would have been the perfect time to see Eugene or Josh get a chance to, like, really get some big minutes because Bullock had COVID, but didn't happen. Uh, would have been a chance to get Frank back in the rotation, but he's sick. Didn't happen. So then today, Josh Green was sent to COVID protocols. So he's not going to get any of those Reggie Bullock minutes because he got, he's going into protocols after Reggie Bullock. So that's gone. Go ahead. No, no, no. I wasn't going to say that. All right, all right, all right. Um, so, yeah, man, we're 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 in a tough spot. Uh, we won't see Bullock or uh, Josh Green on Christmas. <clears throat> that's done unless they pull that Laker stuff and somehow clear protocols within a couple of days. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the power of LeBron. We ain't got that, brother. <laughs> 
So I think Nico actually popped in on the broadcast today during the third quarter. Mark Fowler was actually doing the broadcast by himself. Oh, wow. For the game. Uh, I don't know if Harp couldn't make it or what. Okay. Speaking of people that couldn't make it, Jared Dudley and I think Daryl Armstrong are also on COVID protocols. Uh, so we lost two coaches. Like it, that bench was looking very empty over there. Not a good sign. I, I, I personally, I, I'm worried for the season. They might have to just shut it down for two weeks, man. They, they should have done it as soon as the December number started coming in. Like it started counting up quick. They could have shut it down for ten days, and still had like come back for Christmas type of right. Thing. Now because, you're at risk of losing the Christmas game. Yeah. So now, and they, and they, they, they pretty much made it clear they're not losing Christmas. Yeah. They, but they, now they want Chris, that money. Christmas is going to be like Carly Jones versus uh, <laughs> Carly Jones versus Michael Thompson or something like. Who the Lakers play on Christmas? Who do they play? I don't even know what the Christmas schedule is. I um. It's it's funny. Oh, Freddie Gillespie, former Mav guy, he got picked up by the Magic. Uh, I remember the name. Justin Anderson got picked up by the Cavaliers. Jesus Christ! Uh, but Christmas, we got the Celtics and Bucks. Pretty sure both teams. Oh, Josh, <laughs> Justin, uh, is it Justin? What's the boy name? Josh Richardson just went back into COVID protocols for the fifth time. Um, the Jazz are healthy. Good for them. Hawks, Trey Young went out. He's not going to be there for Christmas. Uh, Wiggins went out for the Warriors. Uh, KD's out for the Nets. Oh, that's who the Lakers are playing, the Nets. <laughs> With no KD. <laughs> or Kyrie. Kyrie. Uh, or Kyrie. Or Hard, Hold on. Wouldn't Harden go in? I thought that it was close. been out for a few games. I, exactly. So if he get, went out before the 15th, he might okay, be back. Okay, sure, he might be back. So we'll see. Uh, but it's it's ugly, man. Like, Christmas Day is going to be a G League showcase in its own. Um, or the benches are going to get the shine. Like, somebody going to be a starter that day. Somebody going to mistake they claim. But uh, it's bad, man. And go ahead, go ahead and point out whatever you saw in the box score that you thought was cool from this game. So I was looking at the numbers, but when I look at Tim Hardaway Jr., um, his field goal percentage, his three-point field goal percentage is, is god-awful. Dude shot four of 13 from three. He was but shot bullshit. 10 of 19 from the field. Yeah. He did get a dunk. He has a couple mid-range jumpers. Um, uh, Was he six for six in the middle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was six for six inside the arc. Crazy. <laughs> okay. Uh. That's that's the kind of game it was, man. It was a very weird game. He had twenty eight six six and two and one, <clears throat> which means it looked like he was doing a little bit of everything. The fact that Jalen Brunson only had five turnovers seems wrong. Eighteen and eleven with five turnovers. He had that shot terribly. Maxi Kleba had fourteen no, rebounds. If you look at Jalen Brunson's stat sheet, like if you if teams are just looking at his stats, they're gonna think this he had a respectable game, but he was ass. I <laughs> Dorian Finney Smith was good, very active, very aggressive. Uh KP was ass. Like KP is not an impact player, man. It's just pathetic. Jared Vanderbilt had took him completely out of the game. Like he had a couple little points here and there, but he was not like taking advantage, asserting his will. Neither was Cat on the other end. Yeah, I could uh, tell. Cat was flopping all over the place, uh, and it, it was something I pointed out in the tweets that uh, 
<clears throat> these new era bigs aren't bigs. They're they're they don't know how to move people with their body. They don't know how to read the defender to to get where they want to go. Like Cat will throw his body into somebody, but there's no like rhyme or reason to it. Um, we're 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 in an era where the big men aren't big men. They don't like being touched. They don't like bodies against their body, and then they cry for fouls and stuff like that. The now, low Kat, post game is extinct, man. KP got the ball on the block with D'Angelo Russell on him and turned around and immediately threw up a jump hook and like like not even a focused concentrated one just got it turned around and just threw it up and didn't like, even try to punish him in the paint rolled off the back of the rim it wasn't even close it's just like come on man like, what are I you just doing? don't understand what, three. what all the gym workout sessions and the pump and weight was for like right like what are you doing man like what what are we doing here it is what it is man this was <clears throat> these last two games Lakers and Timberwolves showed how limited these this roster is and we gutted it out. We hustled. We made it ugly, and we just couldn't finish. It is what it is, man. I'm I'm, I'm just ready to move forward with my life. Well, uh, pretty sure you'll get into it with the weekly forecast. But this week coming up ain't looking much better, to be quite honest. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, until then, <clears throat> right now, since we've gotten through those three games, we'll go to a, a message from our sponsor which is us, and we'll be back. Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone is going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum deposit of $5 and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we are back. Uh, thanks from uh, a message from our sponsor, us. But, uh, you know, you know, recently we've kind of discovered a new thing with this middle segment um, between the opening game recaps and the closing segments with the Unsung Hero and the weekly forecast. And it's kind of like, usually it's just a miscellaneous segment like, hey, these are our thoughts for the week. This is what we had. This is what we want to get off our chest. But we always get a rare moment, a fun moment, where we get uh, Bibbs getting some things off his chest. And it goes one of two ways. Entertaining or long-winded. Huh. I think this one is going to be entertaining. Because I'm interested. I don't know what he's going to say. <laughs> I, I don't know what he's going to say. So I, I'm hearing this for the first time with y'all. So Bibbs, the floor is yours, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Reese. Um, so 
you know, uh, if you listen to the skin episode, and actually I do want to point out, um, skin posted the link to the, to his episode to yesterday, uh, for somebody like he was going back and forth with somebody on the timeline. He was like, if you want to know where I stand, listen to this. And it got a, and got another boost of views. And like somebody actually came in my mentions and was like, Hey, I listened to the skin episode, really great episode, blah, blah, blah. First time listening to you guys. So I, I enjoy that. And I actually listened to the episode again today myself. And it, I, I, I recalled some of the thoughts and things that came to my mind during that recording session. And it kind of helped me re- regain composure and make sure I'm approaching this, this, this Twitter, this, this, this platform, everything the right way. So with that said, uh, with this rant, <clears throat> this is one of those situations where in the past I might have gone on like a rant on the timeline and got a bunch of people in my mentions or like gone at some people, but instead I have a podcast, I'm going to do it here. So I had posted something on the timeline about uh, Josh Green, Reggie Bullock, I want to say, oh, I saw somebody mention that Josh Green needs to shoot more when he's on the court. And so I went to check to see where his his shot rate was. And as far as minutes played versus shots taken, he's shooting at the same rate as Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith, which is the fourth, fifth best guy on the court. Shouldn't be taking that many shots anyway. He's taking a shot every four minutes. That's the same, literally the same rate as Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock. So his shot rate isn't the problem. Problem is he's not getting enough minutes. Um, in that tweet, I included their actual numbers as far as minutes and shots taken. And I put their splits, like what they're shooting from the field, what they're shooting from three. And Josh Green's right now is 60% from the field, 50% from three. That's that's just what it is, right? That's that's facts. You can't you can go look at it right now. It's gonna say 60% from the field, 50% from three for Josh Green. Now, along with that, he hasn't taken a ton of shots. We've established this, right? That's the whole point of the post is that he hasn't gotten the opportunity to take a lot of shots because he's not getting a lot of minutes, right? So on my post, <clears throat> East Talk Franco, one of the great uh analysts on the timeline. I love his stock stuff. He always digs into the game, breaks that da- breaks it down all that good stuff. So he came in my mentions and he was like, you know, that, that 50% is only on six shots. And I was like, correct. I, I added that for context before somebody else tried to come in and do it. Like I just put it there to put all the information there. So I don't got to come back and add stuff later. Cause I knew somebody was going to ask like, how many shots is that? But, and I didn't have any problem with him doing that. That's fine. But I noticed the likes on his tweet well, going up pretty quick. It was double what my original post had, right? So, oh, go ahead. Ratio. <laughs> if, if it's a, that's fine. Okay. So here, and that's fine. That is fine. It helps me gauge the believers from the non-believers because what that tells me, because I do this from time to time. If I don't want to engage with something that I know is slightly controversial, I might go to the comments and see what people are saying, what I would want to say. And I like that tweet, right? So that's what's occurring there. People don't want to come at me, but they see somebody else did and they're going to like that tweet. And again, that just helps me gauge the believers from the non-believers. So what that tells me is that y'all are not buying the Josh Green hype train yet. And that's fine. I'm all in. 
I'm 10 toes down on the Josh Green train. Let me look in the camera. I'm 10 toes down on the Josh Green train. I'm all in. He is a better complete basketball player than these other dudes. He needs Reggie Bullock's minutes as soon as he comes back from protocols. As soon as he comes back from protocols. Why? Again, it's not, first of all, the shot, he's releasing it with confidence right now. Mm-hmm. He's letting it fly and it looks good coming off his hands. Um, we've seen his vision with passing the ball, which is something that everybody besides Luca on his team completely lacks. Jalen Brunson gets assists, but that's he, the vision ain't there. Like, I'm not seeing advanced vision. I'm not seeing him seeing the play two steps ahead. I watched him tonight. Just as much as I do. <laughs> I watched him tonight. There was a play where, and it's simple stuff. Like, I, I can't help but see the game as a coach or as a point guard. He had a shooter on the wing. He had a big in front of him. The late, the, everybody was all over the place. Everybody was spaced out. Now, he drove to the middle of the lane. <clears throat> but what that did was put the big on this side of him, the left side of him. I'm doing my hand motion like people can see me. It put the big <laughs> between him and the shooter in the corner. So when he's driving the lane and people react how people are going to react and they close in on him, he, he has given himself no outlet. There's nobody for him to give the ball to when the defense collapses because he's put an extra barrier between him and what should have been his outlet. If he's gone to the wing on the outside, on the other side of the big, when the, the, the shooter's man comes in off the three-point line to him, he hits the, the shooter in the corner. That's an easy wide open shot. But instead, he went to the middle of the lane because his mind was, I'm trying to get this bucket, not I'm trying to give myself two opportunities to score. One, I'm going to get to the hole on the left side of the hoop. He's left-handed anyway. Why wouldn't that just be his natural thing? So if he goes on the left side of the hoop, if the defense collapses, he has the shooter in the corner. If they don't, he has a layup. Instead, he goes to the right, goes down the middle, defense collapses. He can't throw over top of anybody, so he ends up throwing the ball wildly to half court or something crazy like it was just the goofiest shit ever those are the type of things that annoy me about a Jalen Brunson Josh Green wouldn't have done that he probably would have pulled up honestly I like his little mid-range pull up <laughs> he's working on the little mid-range the little midi um actually in that same exact situation he did that like a couple games ago where he faked the pass he did and stopped to hit the mid-range pull up He's getting more comfortable. He has to get those minutes. Defensively, I love the way he digs down off of his man when somebody drives by him. It's not erratic. It's not random. He's calculated. He's putting himself in position to to cause a deflection, to cause turmoil, but also still be able to get back to his man. That's the type of thing that we need on this team. It gets the fast break going. It disrupts the, the the other team. When they get the ball, when they're going past him, they're thinking about, oh, this dude might come down. Like we, we don't disrupt enough things. Everybody's so busy trying to remember to guard their own man. They don't even have time to think about help defense. They're, we're terrible with help defense on this team. Frank Nielakina is another guy, excellent with help defense, excellent anticipation and rotations. And knowing that, you know, KP's not going to be able to get to this guy. Let me at least show the, make the defender think for a second before I go back to my man. A lot of selfishness on defense otherwise. And again, these are the things that a lot of people don't notice that I noticed that would completely change the way we play basketball as a team. I, if I'm the coach, I would be starting Josh Green next to Luca as soon as this team is healthy. I don't care. 
uh, this dude came in my mention saying that I'm becoming a hot take artist because I said Josh Green was uh, the the I, th- I said I wanted Josh Green to start. Uh, he said I was being a hot take artist. He said I need to calm down. Uh, blah 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 blah. I was like, nah, I'm I'm, I'm legit. I'm not playing with this. <laughs> this is how I feel. <laughs> And then I was like, well, let me drop a poll just to make sure I'm not completely crazy. You'll see if, and most people voted for me. It was like, oh, you can't put out a poll, people's emotions are blah, 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 whatever, man. I'm just making sure, like, if 2% of people said Josh Green, then maybe I am crazy. Right. But that's not what happened. It was like 60, 50, at least. If the 60, poll would have went in his way, he wouldn't have had that response. Exactly. He was like, see, blah, blah, blah. And either way, I was, I'm still going to be 10 toes on it because I, this I is what I've what observed. I said. Right. I said what I said. I want to say I dropped that gif on him. Cause he was like, you're being a hot take artist. And I initially, I didn't take him serious, but he was dead. Serious. He's not a dude that follows me, but he, he's one of them basically that lurks and has opinions that don't know what he's talking about. Uh, just like the other guy. Oh, he was like two weeks ago. You wanted him off the team. I was like, what? That, that has never, I was like, please That's, find nah, me. I know please. for a fact you ain't said that. <laughs> please find me the tweet where I said, I wanted Josh Green off the team. Like you just assuming stuff right now. You just assuming stuff right now. I, the work, the most say, I've how done. How would he know that if he don't follow you? Exactly. You don't follow me. You just assuming stuff. Uh, it's the same thing with uh, some dude told C. Hendo that uh, nobody knew that Luca and DFS got along, or uh, Luca and Dennis got along. DSJ. Like nobody knew that. It's like, yeah, yes, we did. There were multiple reports about them getting along. And exactly. Like, he had no had to post like a video of him talking to Dennis about how much they liked each other. Like, how, where do you just come up with this stuff? Man, you just, they speak so confidently about stuff that's not true. It's not true. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, at that, when he said uh, two weeks ago you wanted Josh Green off the team, I already knew I was dealing with somebody who didn't know what they were talking about. The, the worst thing I've said is if, if, if Jason Kidd isn't going to play him, send him to Frisco. Coming yes. into the year, when they put two wings in front of him, I already knew he was fighting an uphill battle. And I was ready to, to give him a development year and just let him get shots up in the G League because what he's missing that these other guys that y'all love so much, Bay and Bane and all that, is years of basketball playing. Like, they played in college for two, three years before they 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 got to the league. Josh, or, yeah, Josh got a partial college season and then he was in the NBA. Like that's <laughs> and not even a summer league, just straight to the NBA. Like he didn't get no off season college red workout regimens to, to build on his game. It was straight to the NBA off a of partial college season. So his problem is reps and he's young and he's already shown taking strides. I think he's has a higher ceiling than both of those dudes. I'm saying that right the fuck now. I'm not joking. Athletic ability, defensive ability, vision the intangibles are there he just needs reps and if his shot i'm not gonna i don't expect him to continue to shoot 60 50 from the field no but the shot looks very respectable he just has to get comfortable take as far as like his him taking that next step it is going to be getting more shooting and scoring opportunities i think his career high is eight right now he matched that the other day i think it'll come give him 20 minutes Give him Reggie Bullock's minutes. Again, I was ready to punt the year, but the way these boys are playing in front of him, F that, throw him in the lineup. We have nothing to lose at this point. Uh, with them, we know what they are capable of. We've seen it. With him, he can't go anywhere but up. I agree. 
Uh, I also think, you know, Sadiq Bey is a, a really good player. He's going to be uh, a very valuable 3 and D wing in this league who can also run some power forward, like some small ball power forward. Right. Um, Desmond Bain is, I think, a really good scorer. He's going to be a great role player in this league. And I think Josh Green is going to be a great role player in this league. I don't think he's going to be an all-star. I think what separates him from those two is he can be a 3 and D wing like a Sadiq Bey, but what he can do that Sadiq Bey cannot is playmake for a team, you know, playmake for right. an offense. That's something that Sadiq Bey isn't doing. That's something that Desmond Bain really isn't doing. That's not his role. Um, and I think that uh, that's that's actually very rare. You know, right. 3 and D wings are very valuable in this league. They're probably next to shooting big men who can protect the paint, uh, the most valuable role-playing asset in this league. And for him to have that ability and to also play make for an offense, it's a gem to have. So, yeah, I think uh, if he can reach his ceiling, it is higher than Bane and Bay. But you got to get there. Yeah, and the thing is, like you mentioned, the playmaking, the, the, the part that I need to click for him to really know, all right, we're on our way, again, like you said, not necessarily an all-star, but one of those fringe type of guys that you can depend on that's putting up 14, 15 points, getting five, six rebounds, getting five, six assists, getting two steals, uh, et cetera, and so forth. When he gets to the point where, one, the shot is confident on off the wing, but also when he fakes it or he can get guys to close out on him hard, fakes it, get inside, and knows makes the right decision on whether you're passing or actually attacking. Right now, that's my, the biggest thing I see with him is he's a little bit indecisive on when to attack the basket himself. Just the decision making when uh, when he does get guys to close out on him hard is the the biggest the next step of development for him for me to really 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 be on y'all about hating on Josh Green. Um, all I'm asking is y'all just give him this same like y'all are taking up for reggie bullock and, and, and sterling brown who are established veterans like before he before they even played a single minute right but like, y'all giving them all this 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 leeway but the the new guy on the block who barely has gotten to play any basketball period not just in the nba period y'all giving him a hard time like y'all want him to be bad i don't understand it i truly don't understand why you're rooting against this kid uh, I'm a Josh Green truther. I'm a stead Josh Green truther. Thank you for giving me another underdog to root for on this team. Um, and that's all I got. Yeah, this is actually a Josh Green stand podcast, in case y'all don't know. Uh, no Josh Green slander allowed. Uh, yeah, we're very subjective in that matter. I was going to say, uh, nah, no, no Josh Green slander allowed. I don't care what he do. But uh, with that being said... Uh, that was the Bibs rant for the week. Uh, I think it's about time we move on into the closing segments. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll be back after a word from the sponsors. It's not us. To, no, it's us. It's us sponsoring. <coughs> it's us. Okay. So, I know you, uh, you probably got used to hearing Bibs for a while on this ad, but... uh. I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, Back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity 
to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. And we are back. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for the closing segment. Uh, actually, my favorite part of the episode every single week. The Unsung Hero followed by Bibbs' weekly forecast. So the question is, who is the Mavs Outsiders unsung hero for this week? Now, we went one and two. Things didn't look good, but it's got to be an unsung hero regardless, right? So, drum roll, please. Mavs Outsiders unsung hero of the week goes to Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, obviously, Kristaps Porzingis stepped up. In those first two games in the absence of Luka Doncic. And obviously he's going to get a lot of the credit. He's going to get a lot of the praise. He's going to get a lot of love. But Dorian Finney-Smith also stepped up in the absence of Luka Doncic this week. Um, putting up points. Scoring the ball. Shooting better than he has uh, for most of the season. Apparently Dorian is adjusting to the ball quicker than the rest of his teammates. Um, playing well on defense, especially in that Lakers game, even though that was a rough game overall. Don't want to talk about that too much. Um, getting the boards for us, uh, getting on the boards for me, for my player props. Uh, <laughs> not going to get too much into it, but uh, Dorian Finney-Smith in these last three games was very productive, even when most of his teammates were not. Hopefully that continues. Uh, we're going to need it as long as Luka is out. And hopefully, you know, somehow... This production, this level of production, maybe, you know, 13 points per game somehow can uh, continue when Luka comes back. So shout out to Dorian Finney-Smith, the outside this unsung hero of the week. But now it's time to move in to next week's schedule with the weekly forecast. Bibbs. Thank you, Reese. And uh, I like the pick. Uh, tonight, he was actually putting the ball on the floor. I would love to see that more when Luka comes back. Speaking of which, on Tuesday, the Mavs will be back home to face the Minnesota Timberwolves. And there's the potential that Luka Doncic could be back on the court. 
Team won't be full strength. Of course, we got Reggie Bullock and Josh Green in protocols. Willie Colley Stein is out for personal reasons. And uh, who? Uh, Frank Milikina is also sick. I think whoever, we got some other injuries too. Eugene Omarori, he's got the foot injury. KP's got the foot injury as well. So that's that's the main problem. KP, will he be out? Will he need to miss time? We will see. But we need revenge against these Wolves, so uh, hopefully we can get back to 500 on Tuesday. Moving forward in the week, we've got the Milwaukee Bucks on the 23rd. That's a Thursday, folks. Uh, they're dealing with some protocols as well. <clears throat> it's Again, we would love to have Luca back. We don't know. It's going to be a really weird week. Speaking of which, on Saturday, that's the weather outside is frightful. But inside, it's sure delightful. And since we've no place to go, except Utah, we're going to be in Utah on Christmas Day. Uh, The stockings are hanging by the chimney with care. And we're going to have trouble scoring over Rudy Gobert. You feel me? (laughs) Your boy got bars. Anyway, uh, (laughs) come back, Reese. Uh, So the Utah Jazz on Christmas Day, they seem to be the only team not being hit with COVID protocols. Uh, the, the big Christmas tree will be in the middle. And hey, diddle diddle, it's going to be a long night. And that's really all I got for you, Reese. Back to you. So... <laughs> So we usually don't do this every week, but you know what? Let me get your predictions, man. What's 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 it looking like? So I'm gonna do Luca versus non Luca. If we have Luca, we should be able to beat the Wolves. Yes. <clears throat> if we have Luca, Giannis is out, right? Um, I believe is he out with protocol? I believe. We we'll have to find out. I think he's out with protocol. So will he, he be? I think he'll I be think, back. Has he been out that long? No, 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 no. He won't be back. Uh, 10 days would have been out the 13th. No, he hasn't been gone that long. Mm, four, 14th. Yep, so he'll be a day short. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> so no Giannis. If we have Luka, that's still going to be a tough game. Yeah, it's going to be tough. <laughs> Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, that's, that's going to be tough. Yeah, they're going to give us a little bit of trouble. So Bucks game, I'm going to say toss-up. Jazz game, set definite loss. So worst case scenario, one and two. Best case scenario, two and one. That's with yeah. Luca. Without Luca, zero oh and three. Zero oh and three for sure. And especially KP if he's out. Yeah, that don't even um, give us no kind of chance. <laughs> I'm gonna be on. Yeah, I'm going one and two. Uh, that's that's the safe call here. Yeah, I'm going one and two. Uh, set the expectations low, which would put us three games below five hundred at that point. Mm-hmm. Going into the next week against the Blazers, uh, two games against the Kings as well that week who are going to be right on our tails if with this week i'm going into the going in with the mindset of expect disappointment so you won't be disappointed if you know you know <laughs> I, I knew that was i i i knew you going working in I'm, I'm not even mad at it <clears throat> i'm not even mad at it oh i do have to say this yes <clears throat> if what we expect to occur does occur there's a possibility we are out of the play-in by next week. And then we play the two teams that are behind us that are trying to get out of or to get into the play-in, the Blazers and Kings, that next Kings week. Kings twice. Yeah. And they are two games behind us currently. Mm-hmm. 
the Blazers are also two games behind us, and that's the other team we play. So it could be looking real lottery-ish. Glad we got our pick. <laughs> exactly. And there's been a lot of talk about tanking, you know? Come on. Um, <clears throat> I'm not saying we should tank, but here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at. I'm going to say this now. We're about a third of the way through the season. Depending on how these next couple of weeks go, it's only going to strengthen my put Josh Green in the starting lineup. And if we get better, we push. And if we don't, I don't care. Give them minutes. Bullock wasted, it's been a waste of time. And this is one something I wanted to mention earlier. But Nico was on the broadcast. He didn't really say anything of note. He did mention like something about trying to make some moves or whatever the case might be. He alluded to. I kind of read between the lines between a quote, a quote that I got. But he, the injuries slash protocols have kind of interrupted that. So it sounds like they were probably working on a, like a Reggie Bullock type trade or something, most likely. And the COVID situation has kind of messed that up. So. He said they're probably going to push to January as far as making a move. Okay. Doesn't matter to me as long as you get it done. Get <clears> yeah. Him out of here. Yeah. Get him, get, get, get him out of here. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Reggie Bullock. Got to go. And start Josh Green. Take Shannon LaBrother with you. Hey, if if that's doable, get it done. And Dwight Powell, please. Dwight you know Powell. what? Let's, let's let's not go down this rabbit hole. I was about to say I was listening I, when I was listening back to the skin episode. I was reminded of how he mentioned the Karan Butler situation where he wanted him traded, and said that you know if we had traded him, we probably wouldn't have gone on that run. Uh, there are certain guys that are important in a locker room that are like the heart and soul of the team, despite the contract. Like, but then the second part of that is 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 what we have worth protecting. As no. far as like the chemistry, Karan Butler we... was a goddamn like the second best scorer on the team. Right, right, and that's but and, and it's not just that we had a champ we had championship aspirations. Like this team doesn't have championship aspirations. What are we actually holding on to? But we're not going on, on the run with or without the team. Dwight right. Powell. If we right. need to shatter what we have right now, and Dwight Powell being traded does that, I don't give a damn at this point. Heart and soul of the team coming down with two rebounds a game and you a starting center. Where's the heart? Look, man, I, I have much respect for Dwight Powell, his story. But if if him going means that the culture in the locker room and the team vibe is reset, then that's that probably needs to happen. We were way too comfortable being mediocre. Press the damn button. Shout out to Sue Young. That's all I got. I don't know if you got anything else. I ain't got nothing else, brother. I guess it's time to close this out. Uh, we'll see y'all on the other side of next week, man. Hopefully it's not ugly. Hopefully uh, I'm wrong and we can come out of this 2-1. and one. But, like I said, set the expectations low. I hope y'all do the same. Um, also, let me plug this before we go. Uh, if you follow me and Bibbs on Twitter, at Mondarese, at Bibbs Corner, we try to do... Uh, uh, Mavs outside of space presented by Hoop Spaces every Wednesday. Uh, if there's a game Wednesday, we usually try to do it after the game, but for the most part, it most likely happens around like 10 10 30 p.m. Eastern. So, uh, certain things we'll discuss there that won't make it to the podcast. So, if you want to be a part of that, we allow people to come up and speak. We had conversations with y'all, uh, usually last about 30 minutes to an hour. So, like I said, if y'all want to come through for that. Make sure you follow us. Make sure you be on the lookout. But 
until then, we'll holler at y'all next week. Peace. Whole series coming. Thank you.